Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends, guys. Welcome back to our slash Petty Revenge, where people get little wins on others, and the stories are so satisfying. And in this episode, guys, oh boy, it's all about nightmare neighbors. We've got Karens calling cops on people, dumping garbage in other people's houses, trespassing to destroy property. Guys, it's gonna be a wild one. I hope you enjoy the stories, don't shake your heads too hard, and as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. Let's dive in. Okay, so since it's winter, I thought I'd share this story. My stepdad works as a landscaper and does snow removal in the winter. He has many clients in our neighborhood in this one townhouse community. One time, he had this Karen who was a regular client at first. She always paid on time, always polite, etc. However, over time, she starts taking advantage of my stepdad. The lady starts to get slow with her payments and often wasn't home when he was there. Eventually, she fell really behind. And when my stepdad went to collect the money, she had the audacity to say, I've never seen you in my life. Now get out of here before I call the cops. Afterwards, he asked his other clients in the neighborhood about her, and they all said she was a nightmare neighbor. The neighbors told him, as far as they knew, she had no mental illness. She was just a major a-hole all the time. So cue the revenge. My stepdad successfully recruits both of her neighbors as new clients. My stepdad then comes back with his friend after a one and a half foot snowstorm. There are two driveways to the left and right of hers with the way the townhouses are set up. So he instructs his friend to blow every inch of snow from both driveways directly onto hers and they get to work. Half an hour later, her car on the driveway was completely buried in snow. They did this on purpose when she was home and she came out livid. His friend pretended to not speak English and my stepdad said, with probably the biggest grin on his face, I'm sorry, I've never seen you in my life. And then he left. She called his phone after and she left an angry message after he did it, so she did recognize him. I understand that this might not have been the most legal and ethical way to deal with it, but petty revenge is revenge. Guys, I do not disagree. Like, people who take advantage of services and refuse to pay after definitely deserve what's coming to them. And it's funny how quickly she remembered stepdad after the snow was being blown on her driveway. Which makes her such an a-hole, right? And hey, at the end of the day, it's a harmless petty revenge, right? Stepdad's just making her basically do the work that she would have had to do in the first place. So this happened between me and my dad's girlfriend years ago. Her name is Clara. And to clarify, yes, she's awful, and yes, my dad was dumb to have her, but he had his issues. Me and my dad lived in different houses, basically across the street from each other. So we had keys for each other's houses in case of emergency. My dad also loves road trips. And when he was given a money bonus at work, he planned the trip and asked Clara to come with him. To celebrate the bonus and the trip, they planned to eat a cocimiento, which consists of boiling seafood like shrimp, clams, mussels, and meats like chicken and pig, and some other things in white wine. So they took Clara's car and went to buy the things. That day, I went to spend a three-day summer weekend in a friend's house, so I closed my house and left. 
When I came back from my friend's house and opened the door, a stench smacked my nose. It came right from the kitchen. Now I was sure that I left no garbage there, but when I looked in the can, there was a lot of seafood shells and other things stinking up everything. My first thought was it was Clara. They were going on vacation and they didn't want to leave those nasty shells in their house, so she decided to use my garbage. So I phoned my dad and asked him how was his trip. He said it was awesome and that he would be returning in four days. I asked if he'd entered my house before leaving and he said he hadn't. So I took pictures of the stinking mess to be shown later. I then spent a lovely evening cleaning and de-stinking my place and thought of something when I saw Clara's car in the yard. I entered dad's house and saw Clara's car keys. So I went to the market and bought some of the same seafood I found in my garbage and proceeded to spread it in Clara's car. I put some clams under the seats, some mussels in the trunk. I even stuck some shrimps in the vents of the air conditioner of the car. Everything was left in a closed car under the sun for three hot summer days, a lovely four-wheeled oven. When dad and Clara came back and she opened her car, I just heard the screams of Clara blaming me for that. So I went straight to dad, showed the pictures I'd taken of what Clara left in my house, and he starts laughing. Clara then looked at dad, and he said to Clara, you're both adults, and you started this. To my delight, my dad told me that it was only after she cleaned the car's insides that she turned on the air conditioner of the car, and she felt the wonderful smell of those hidden shrimp. Oh my goodness, guys, like, just imagining raw seafood stewing in a hot car for three days, like, that smell must have been absolutely disgusting. Like, just thinking about the nasty smell hitting Clara in the face is making me gag. And I think what OP did was fair after the stunt she pulled. Like, for sure Clara knew what she was doing. And I know she was going on vacation, but she could have easily taken the seafood garbage, bagged it up, and threw it away outside in a dumpster or something. But no, it had to be in OP's house. So yeah, well-deserved, I think so. So my friend keeps a very clean yard. In the fall, he likes to get all the leaves before it rains, and they become a bitch to pull up. His neighbor doesn't care about his yard. The guy's owned the house for a few years, and he still hasn't moved in. The guy lives a few states away. As my friend was finishing sucking up the leaves with his machine, some of them blows into the neighbor's driveway. Maybe like 20 leaves total. My friend finished up and went inside. About 20 minutes later, there was a knock on the door and a squad car outside. The officer said they received a complaint about leaves being blown onto his driveway. The neighbor had been watching his doorbell camera and decided that this warranted police intervention. Now, you could tell that the officer was visibly annoyed as my friend asked the officer to look at his yard and then his neighbor's. Now, here's the petty revenge. The neighbor had an old car shipped and dropped in his driveway eight months ago, where it's sat ever since. And remember, he lives a few states away. While my friend told the officer that he would clean the leaves promptly, he then asked the officer if he could do him a favor, check the car for proper tags. The officer saw the car in question and he gave a slight smile. While my friend was cleaning the leaves out of the driveway, the officers were walking around the car looking at the VIN and running information. You could hear the neighbor on his doorbell asking what the problem is. There's a law where I live where any car that's in the driveway must have tags and insurance on them. The police gave him a call and told him that his car was in violation and he either needed to put the car in the garage, which would need to be lifted and dropped in the garage, or get the registration, insurance, and an inspection on the car that can't be driven. The officer then told him that he has two weeks to take care of it, or they'll be back to tow the car and ticket him. In the end, the neighbor cost himself a 10-hour car ride to get his car lifted and stuffed in the garage, all over a few dead leaves. 
Well guys, the neighbor obviously didn't know one of the biggest rules in life, which is never call the cops when you're committing an infraction or crime yourself. And again, the neighbor totally deserved it because who the heck calls the cops over like 10 leaves being blown onto their property? I can't believe how petty some people can be. So we once had neighbors that from the day we moved in absolutely hated us. We'd never even met them, but they made our lives hell in every way they could. We had moved to that area, putting my grad school and our big life plans on hold to look after my mother-in-law, who had stage 4 cancer, so it was already a crappy reason to move, and we hated the area. Rural California is very yee-haw in a bad way, if you know what I mean. The neighbors were garbage people and just awful to us. Now they never did anything illegal per se, but every petty thing you could think of to make our lives crappy, they did. For example, our water hose was on their lawn after I watered my roses, by about 2 inches. It was coiled mostly on our side, but I wasn't done watering and just stepped into the house for a few minutes for a lunch break. While inside, they decide to cut what was on their property and throw it into our yard, but they left the rest of the hose that was on our side. It was absurdly petty. They had never even met us or spoken to us. Finally, after a while of this, I was talking with my neighbor across the street about it, and she told me they were treating us that way because they thought we were illegals. Now, I'm Native American, and my spouse is Hispanic, but they thought we were both Mexican. I asked why they thought we were from Mexico, and she said before we moved in, some of our forwarded mail accidentally ended up in their box, and it had, quote, your Mexican address on it. New Mexico. We're from New Mexico. These idiot racists thought we bought a home in an upscale neighborhood in coastal California with cash, and we came straight from Mexico to do it, so we must be part of a cartel and here illegally. They had concocted this whole narco scenario because my husband's last name is Lovato. We're also darker than they deemed appropriate, and they didn't know New Mexico is an effing US state. It was all so absurd. But don't worry, the story has a happy ending. When we moved out after my mother-in-law passed, I wrote them a long letter telling them how embarrassingly stupid they are and how they were giant a-holes for making what was already a hard time on my husband who's dealing with the slow death of his mother an even worse time, so I hope they're proud of themselves. Now here's the petty part. We then stole their cat. Now, before you get upset at me over this, let me tell you a few things about the cat. They neglected him, and they left him outside, covered in fleas and fending for himself day and night, in the terrible heat of summer without water and in the freezing cold of winter without shelter. The cat had moved in with us because we actually cared for it, and we took care of its medical needs. In my book, if you treat your cat like crap and you didn't microchip him, he's mine. So that's one good thing that came from our time there, and he's napping in the windowsill right now. We named him Flavio, after Flavio Mendez Santiago, the famous Mexican cartel drug lord. Honestly guys, like it's nice when revenge is the right thing to do, and I'm glad the cat now lives with a family that cares for it and doesn't neglect it. With that said though, OP did state that the neighbors thought her family was part of a drug cartel. Now, just common sense here guys, like if I suspected that I lived next to a freaking drug cartel family, I would try so hard to be on my best behavior all the time. And I definitely wouldn't be getting petty with them and cutting garden hoses that happened to fall onto my property. Clearly those neighbors lacked brain cells. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So from 2015 to 2016, I was searching for a dog. I wanted either an Australian cattle dog or a border collie for my farm, but was not interested in paying $1,000 for a mill puppy. Eventually, I found an old Australian cattle dog that some Mennonites were given away. He was old, but had some years left in him. My neighbor was a local lowlife that people hated or feared. In 2008, he shot someone while arguing over $20 in beer money. He's also lost his license after too many DWIs, and the guy would walk to the bar in the next town over. And once, he even climbed into someone's barn loft on the way home, lit up a joint, passed out, and then woke up in time to escape the barn fire he caused. A couple of times, he was caught going into random houses in the neighborhood to raid the kitchen, to just make coffee. His main income was from growing and selling weed, before it was state legal. The guy was a drunk. All he did all day was drink, smoke, and listen to the radio in a shack that he built on land that he was squatting on. The guy used to work for a well company, and he would claim that he was fired for having sciatica. But when I talked to his former co-workers, they all claimed that he was fired for being drunk and high on the job, or not showing up at all. Now I tried to be neighborly, and he kept claiming he couldn't work because of sciatica, so I tried to get him on disability. He would get frustrated filling out the forms, toss them aside, and then get drunk. Eventually I filled the forms out with him, and as I had a truck at the time, I drove him out three counties over to see the review doctor, who declared he didn't have sciatica, that he was just a lazy drunk. The worst part of it all is the guy would also let his pit bull run loose all day, as he was too lazy to use a chain. He would pass out drunk at 10am most days, and one day, he even tried hitting me when I refused, when he tried to sell me his food stamps for beer money. Since I had plans to get a dog, chickens, and cattle, I was concerned over the loose pit bull, which had tried to get into my cabin after my cat one time. The drunk dude kept refusing to use a chain, claiming it was too much work. 
After I had my dog, I was still wary, but I took him on what walks he could handle. I would walk him around daily, sometimes several times a day. Within a few weeks, I was walking him in front of the field when the pit bull was wandering along the road. She ran up the road and latched onto my dog's neck, shaking him around like a rag doll. He was yelping and crapped himself. I was unarmed, and the pit bull ignored my efforts. Drunk dude heard the commotion, and he ran down the road too. And to his credit, he did help get the pit bull off my dog, and he held her down by laying on her. While I picked up my bleeding dog and ran to my cabin, I got him inside and looked over him real quick, and then went to make sure my neighbor wasn't injured since his pit had bit him after letting go of my dog. Thankfully, my dog was fine, and the pit bull went back to wandering loose. I again voiced my concern over the dog being loose, and I reminded him that it kept coming onto my farm and going after my cat, and trying to get into the chicken coop. I again asked him to use a chain, and he refused, saying, It's too much work. I then told him that I was taking my dog to the vet, and he said to me, You'd better not. If he needs a vet, then you need to put him down. If you go to the vet, animal control might come and find my crops. Don't you dare. He admitted that the law would hold him at fault for the loose pit. I told him that I would lie and claim a coyote did it, but that I expected him to pay the vet bill, and he said, No. I need all my money for vodka. I then told him that if he wouldn't keep his pit on a chain and wouldn't pay for the damages, then I expect him to put the pit down to prevent this thing from happening again. At that he said to me, No, I need her to guard my crops. Thieves will try to steal it. He was getting a sadistic grin, refusing to do anything. Well, I tried to be reasonable, and then he said, If you go to the vet, we won't be friends anymore. Put your dog down. If you go to a vet, I'm not kidding. I will get my gun and you won't like what I do with it. Again, he had shot someone before and shot at others too. I went home and I mulled it over. Eventually I decided that there was no point in trying to be reasonable with him. He would just walk all over me and see me as weak if I didn't retaliate and diplomacy had failed. So I took my dog to the vet. It set me back $1,000, which I eventually had to sell my truck as a result of the financial hit. I then took the vet report down to the state troopers, and I told them everything I knew about this guy. I told them about his illegally owned guns, which were shotguns, and also his crops, etc. With the vet paperwork, they had probable cause to go to a shack and discover his crops. The guy was promptly raided by a team of police, and he ends up avoiding jail time by squealing on the guy who sold him the gun and a few other drug dealers. His operation was shut down and he was on parole, so his main income was gone and his ability to smoke his own weed. The guy used a chain from then on. The following winter, he passed out drunk in the snow and he lost both legs due to frostbite. He then moved into a nursing home and a couple of years later, he died in the nursing home. Holy cow guys, was that ever a wild ride. And honestly, I don't know if that's petty though, like it just seemed like the right thing to do and was justified 100%. With that said though, OP's definitely got guts though because I would have moved because after the cops raided him and he came back, I would be crap terrified of what he'd do. Especially since he shot randomly at people before. I don't think I could live next to unhinged neighbors like that. So it's been about a decade since this happened. I live on a street where some houses have driveways, but some of us don't. We have to park in the street. We had just enough room to park our two vehicles in front of our house. And that's when a new neighbor moved in across the streets, who I'll call Brittany. Now, Brittany had a tiny Prius, and she parked it in front of our house a lot, because she also didn't have a driveway. The space in front of her house was almost always empty when this happened. 
At the time, I had a toddler and a newborn, and getting them into the house was a pain, when I had to circle the block and park on the other side of the street, then hauling the car seat in one hand while juggling a diaper bag, groceries, and a toddler that hasn't developed a sense of self-preservation yet. Now, the thing that got to me was that there would be plenty of space for two cars to park. But Brittany could not be bothered to pull forward or scoot back. She usually parked right in the middle so no one else could park near her. And one day, I had enough. I hauled the baby, the stuff, and the toddler up to her porch and knocked politely on her door. I say to her, hey, I live across the street. I was just wondering if you could park in front of your house instead of mine, please. And at that, Brittany says, um, that's like really inconvenient for me to drive around the whole block just to park. I say to her, I know, but as you can see, gesturing to the circus at my feet, I have my hands full. And it makes it harder when you park in front of my house. Can you please try to park in front of yours instead? Brittany says, look, I'll park where I want. There's no assigned spaces. She then slams the door in my face. And I'm thinking, oh, it's on. Now I wasn't sure what my revenge would be, but I knew it would be coming. The opportunity came a couple of days later. I came home, and my spouse was already parked in front of her car. But lo, the next door neighbor wasn't home yet. I could park behind her. But I'd have to scoot up to make sure there was enough room for my other neighbor. They were innocent in all this. So I pulled up behind them and checked the space. There was two feet of room. I went back inside my car to inch forward some more. Then checked again. Still had a good foot. I kept doing this until there was literally inches between our bumpers. And here's the thing. I had two cars at my disposal now, whereas she only had one. So into the spouse's van I go, to inch backwards until they were only inches from kissing bumpers. Perfect. Now here's a point to note. Both of my vehicles were old, scratched, and beat up. I probably wouldn't notice another dent in them, but the Prius was pristine, and I knew Brittany wasn't likely to risk it. I expected that I would get a knock on the door sometime that evening, but when I took the trash out that night, Brittany and her Prius were gone. She must have executed a 200-point turn to get out. I cackled to myself, and I went to bed happy. And the best part was, she stopped parking on my side of the street after that one incident. I guess she realized it was more convenient to park on hers. Yeah, so I'm so curious as to how Brittany got out, guys. Like, there is no way in heck she could have gotten out of there. Especially with only inches between the bumpers. Like, maybe she had to call some sort of tow truck that just picked up the car and slid it out of that spot. But we'll never, ever know. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash petty revenge. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit the thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy stories. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's in our slash I don't work here, lady where a Karen mistakes OP as her Uber driver, and things only get worse from there. Guys, go check it out if you haven't, and myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 